15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Berg, presented by Jagoff Sports. My guest today is Bryce Raymer. He was a three-year All-State offensive lineman, a top-five offensive lineman, and a top-five overall high school football player in the state of Pennsylvania in 2018. All these accomplishments helped him earn a full scholarship to Ohio University to play for the Ohio Bobcats in the MAC Conference. Bryce, how are we doing today? Doing good, Cody. How are you? I'm all right, man. So let's get down to it. Let's go back to your roots, Beaver. Um, what What were your favorite spots to hang out at? I, I ask everybody this question. <laughs> favorite spots. All right. Um, to be honest, one of my favorites was uh, one of my favorites was either Bug Park or down by the river, down by the docks. Yeah, I know a lot about Bug Park. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say probably probably those two. I mean, I'm a Brighton Township guy, so like in Beaver, like you never really hung out that much down there. We usually just went down there to play basketball or whatever during the day and stuff. But and what'd you do up it, there in the township? You know, we were always playing basketball and living it up in the football field up there where the old high school was up there and stuff like yeah. that. Baseball field and stuff like playing, that. Playing yeah. back there in the woods. Of course. Back Any dead bodies. <laughs> of course <laughs> oh man all right well um when did you figure out like football was the path you wanted to take um I would say probably my freshman year of high school okay. so originally I wasn't really like in the football that much like I really didn't like it as much when I was like in middle school I was I was more of a baseball player like I played for the Pittsburgh Diamond Dogs um Zach Logan played for them or whatever. He was a year ahead of me, but we, my passion was for baseball for a while. Um, about seventh, eighth, ninth grade, I was playing for them and I was pitching and stuff like that. And Slippery Rock was looking at me a little bit to pitch. Baseball? Yeah, just as like okay. probably around my freshman year, I'd say the most. And then uh, all of a sudden, um, I was going to play for the varsity team as a freshman, but then uh, the offensive line coach. Beaver, he looked at me and said, you're too small to play offensive line. Because I was like, I was probably like 180, 190 pounds my freshman year. He looked at me and he's like, because that's, my freshman year would have been your senior year. Yeah. So I was, I was going to be going against you guys every day. And I was not big enough at the time. I was like, no way. I had got gotten, I got killed. That's <laughs> a classic Donnie Yates. Like, I'm going to get under this kid's skin to get him better. He's going to tell you you're small and you're going to get better. <laughs> so I'm not joking you. Mr. Burke, after he found that out, him and Mr. Burke talked. And I started lifting with Mr. Burke in the mornings and stuff like that before school and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'd work out after school. And he gave me like this diet that he had at Ohio State when he was training with the Ohio State guys. Yeah. And he made me do it. I had like eight, nine eggs in the morning, oatmeal, a sandwich in between each class, like and by the time my sophomore year came around, I was 250, 260, gained about um, 70, 80 pounds within my freshman and sophomore year. And that's then, crazy because, like, Mr. Burke, I don't, I don't know when he graduated from Ohio State, but, like, that's an old school, like, 
recipe he he whipped up for you for that diet. Oh my gosh, he, <laughs> everything out of the book he had written down. It was all lean protein, vegetables, fruit. That's all it was. Yeah, and let's now that we're talking about Mr. Burke, let's talk about him because he just retired. He had a great career yeah. with us at Beaver. What what were some of your favorite Mr. Burke moments? Because he's <laughs> the biggest savage I've ever met from Beaver, PA. Like, what is there anything he said to anybody that sticks out to you? Um, I remember that he was he would always make fun of uh, he would always make fun of Nick Rouse all the time. He'd also make fun of him, Mike Champ, and uh, Noah Yates all the time. He'd always make fun of uh, Mike. He he used to say that him, Mike, and Nick used to do do things in the shower after lifting. All the time. <laughs> you know, always. That, listen, that was his go-to line. Oh, he yeah. said that to everybody. It was like <laughs> when I was a freshman, I heard him say it about like the upperclassmen. He would say that <laughs> about everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but I think my favorite—I will say my favorite Mr. Burke moment was we were in there on a Saturday morning, and it was like. This was during the wintertime. I don't remember exactly. And he was trying to show Noah Yates what to do. He was doing, like, crunches or something on a medicine ball. I mean, not a medicine ball. I'm sorry, a yoga ball. And he goes to lay back on the yoga ball. And the yoga ball slips from underneath him. And he falls and hit his elbow. I'm not joking you. I ran back into the weight rooms. I was cracking up. So all of a sudden, you hear, God damn, so much right and then he's just going off. You know how he would always go, like, I hate this school and stuff yep. like that sometimes. And he was just going off. Now, I'm not joking. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But, you know, oh, overall, man. he was a good dude. People didn't give him – people didn't give him enough credit. He was the first one in, the, oh, in this school every day, and then he was the last one to leave. So, I mean, overall, he treated me well and stuff like that. So, and he helped me get to where I am today. So, he was a good dude. Yeah, no, a lot of people didn't respect how – how hardworking that man was. So congratulations to him on his, his retirement. All right. So moving on, you got an opportunity to practice with the upperclassmen as a freshman. I don't know if you got to do it before that, but how did that help your development to be able to practice um, with, the, with the varsity when you were just a freshman? So I, I got to practice with you guys at the very end of like when you guys were in the playoffs and our, yeah. uh, freshman year was over and stuff like that and it just got to show me like you know what there's people out there that are bigger faster and stronger than me even if they are older but then I was saying to myself I had to have that mindset because I was like no matter what these guys are all leaving next year and they need people to replace them and you need to be that big and strong to play at the varsity level so then I just it made me click and want to get better and want to get want to get training and just want to gain weight honestly at that point yeah so is that more of like a was that more of like a mental development for you then? Like, okay, um, these guys are going to leave, so now someone has to step up? I would say, honestly, mental and physical. Um, I would okay. say, honestly, it was both It was both honestly the same. Um, mentally, it just had me motivated, and physically, I just had to get it done, you know? So I, was, I just thought to myself, doing what I'm doing right now, it's not going to get it done, so I need to switch my work ethic around and start getting better. Gotcha. So now we already talked about your trainer. Let's talk about your coaches. You had Jeff Bells, we already mentioned Donnie Yates, Ben Marisak. How did they help you throughout your high school career? Um, I will say, I'll start with Ben Marisak. Um, my <laughs> Marisak, he was, he was a great dude. Uh, obviously, he's a teacher. I had him in school and stuff. He was awesome. Um, I will say my sophomore year, that was the only year that he was there. 
Um, but he was the one that actually got me into watching film and taking notes seriously while watching film. Um, we used to watch film every day in like the locker room and stuff, but then sometimes he would pull the offensive line up and show us different fronts and different things that I do here in college, but obviously more advanced here in college than compared to high school. But he was the one who started showing me that side of football because Coach Yates, Coach Belts, yeah, obviously you see football on the field, but you never really – he was the one who really showed me football, film, that aspect of football. Yeah, like the classroom um, aspect of it. Yeah, yes. And he really showed me the mental game when everyone else showed me the physical game. Yeah. So, so I, I, would, I remember with Marisak, he knew nobody – he would he, – like he can see who watches Huddle. Yeah. He would know nobody watched it. <laughs> yeah. So, to make sure people would watch it, he'd put Easter eggs in it. Like, you know, the little pop-up notes. Yeah, yeah. And I forget what one of them was, but it was like, it was always like, he did trivia questions too. And he was like, all right, if you can come in to practice, like before practice and tell me this, you get a huddle t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw someone win one and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch film this week. <laughs> and then I did it and I got a t-shirt. It's, it's like the fun things like that, that, like help you get into film yeah just those little like easter eggs a lot of people don't realize how big film is yeah and then they uh he would put in like like you said the little notes or whatever he'd put in like funny notes right here or whatever <laughs> i remember there was one time i think micah ran the wrong route or something he made a funny joke towards mike and it just made me die i don't remember what it was Dude, but, uh, <laughs> yeah him and then uh coach belts um coach belts really him and I, my sophomore, junior year, um, we butted heads a little bit, um, but in a good way, though, um, because I would tell him one thing, um, like about a game plan or something like that, and I was watching film, and I'd be like, I would try to suggest something, you know, because he was the offensive coordinator at the time after Mer Coach Marisak left, and I would try suggesting things, and he, he wants things done the way he wants things done, you know, so he doesn't like second opinions and stuff, so... Um, I would say we just butted heads and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, overall, he he did get my name out there. Not to not to Division One schools, I would say, my junior year, but, like, Division Two, Division Three, he started getting my name out there and stuff like that, putting my film out there and stuff for me, and he really helped me out. Um, and then when it came towards my senior year, when schools started coming in, like major Division One schools and stuff, he made sure that he put in a good word for, for me um always talked to them before I got in there told him I was a good guy and stuff like that so I mean he's the one that really hyped me up and in essence to all these college coaches that gave me division one offers and stuff like that so now let's talk to, let's talk about the man that you spent the most time with Donnie Yates my favorite football coach second favorite Marisak's my favorite my second favorite football coach of all time what was it like working with him every day what did he have you guys do like just go through it okay Working with Donnie, it's like, at the time, like, he was he was a really good coach, but he was also a good friend of mine. Like, mm -hmm. we, I would able, I would be able to talk to him about different things that we could do. Like, we did, um, like, we did these board drills. I would look up online things to do. Um, we Did you ever do the board drills with him with the orange boards? Or no? Did he not, never make the you guys do that? Boards. Is, is it like, um, is it like it's you do a like duck a walk? Drill? It's just like a step drill you go through and you do your steps, but the uh, the boards are there to help you keep your feet apart. And yeah, no, I didn't do that like in high apart. school. I didn't no. do that in high school. Once I got to college, I started doing that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we started doing that. Um, we started, 
my favorite thing was always the one-on-ones on Thursday nights before games and stuff <laughs> always, you know, just you would stay in there as long as you can. And then whoever beats you, they won. And it was the, the most, the most wins. He usually just had us like win, like in, if we didn't win, we had to run or something like that, stuff like that. Um, we did mirror drills and stuff like that. We did a lot of – in, in high school compared to college, um, in high school you get to do offense and defensive individual stuff. But in, in college you figure you're there for one position and one position and you don't flip-flop offense and defense and stuff yeah. like that. So we did a lot of uh, bag work for defense and stuff like that, a lot of a lot of lifting. I will say my favorite – I would always lift with him and stuff like that when we in the summertime uh, when we do the running and conditioning and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He would always be in in there with us, pushing us and uh, working out with us. I remember him and I were going rep for rep, I think, at 225, I think, throughout – just throughout high school. And we would see who could get uh, – we who could bench press the 100-pound dumbbells and stuff like that and see who, nice. could, who could do that and stuff like that. And, no, he just – he made football fun, competitive, yeah. and just everything you wanted to coach. He wasn't really a big yeller at all, mm-hmm. but – but I mean, no, he, he made sure he tried to get the job done and stuff like that. So, so backtracking a little bit, you mentioned Thursday nights. Um, I don't know if other schools do this, but you know, we, we practice Thursday night under the lights and you know, we might have something simulating crowd noise. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> for most people, it might be actual crowd noise, but for <laughs> us at Beaver area high school, it was Michael Jackson's greatest hits. <laughs> so what was that like? Do you, like, do you still catch yourself singing Michael Jackson songs from time to time? Cause I know I did. You know, we, <laughs> by my end of my senior year, when we were, um, when we were undefeated at one point, I looked at coach Bouts. I'm like, coach, you need to pick something else. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you're the only one singing it right now. And he, you, you know, it'd just be funny. Cause then we'd be looking over and he'd be word. He'd be wording like, uh, different different songs and stuff like, like that in the mirror or something yeah he'd be singing them and then you know catch him doing a fake moonwalk every once in a while but but no it was it was funny it, i mean it was a good time and stuff but uh but no i i just oh man those thursday nights were just something else it wasn't even really a practice it was just you sit there run a player too and you listen to michael jackson the whole time all right, well, let's get into what, what was your uh, recruiting process like? Uh, you said you had some D3, D2 schools looking at you. When did the D1 schools start coming for you? Um, probably January of my junior year, I would say. Okay. I was um, – I started out, and my first big Division One offer actually was Bowling Green. I went out there in the beginning of February um, for a visit, and I was in contact with all these schools. Um, my parents really helped me a lot. Like my dad, he's an accountant and he was in tax season and stuff like that. So he was really busy. So my mom would take me to those visits and things like that during that time. Um, so I give them credit. My dad would send emails while he was at work to college coaches, getting like my resume built and everything. And, yes. um, but no, it was a lot. It was painful, stressful, a lot of work. You know, it's not, it's not as easy as just, coaches just calling you left and right you have to actually reach out to them and get to get to know them and you have to reach out and try to show them what type of person you are not just on the football field but as a academic student and just as a man in general you know yeah so I mean it was hard um I remember I had about 20 I think I had around 23 24 offers when I was done but uh I had about 
20 of those to 21, I'd say, before I committed to Virginia. And throughout that time, it was recruiting. It was also, like, really cool, though, because these coaches want you, like, so bad they give you an offer. So they, like, I don't want to say, like, baby you, but, like, they, like, would, like, do anything for you. Like, it was just, like, they really want you to come to their school, like, that bad and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was a good time because you, like, as an offense lineman, you know, you never really get recognized for anything. But exactly. like Exactly, and then you have all that attention on you. It's kind of different. Exactly. It, it was actually – it was, like, nice. You know, it was pretty cool to have the spotlight on you and stuff because then all of a sudden you get one offer from one Division One school and then newspapers and other schools start flying in, stuff like that, you know, just going back and forth. But um, – and then I committed to Virginia, I would say – it was June twenty seventh, going. It was the summer before my senior year. Now you you committed there. Then did you decommit? Um. So yeah. Or did so you go there for a year and transfer? No, I uh, I decommitted. Um, me and the Virginia coach, we were buttonheads a little bit. Um, my senior year, we started. Um, we did the annual uh, scrimmage against Rochester. You know. But before that, the week before, we were in camp uh, in two-a-days, and I got a concussion, and Mr. Burke said it was the the worst results he's ever seen. Like, my memory was really bad and stuff, because I remember I drove home, and I looked at my mom, and I said, I'm going to go lay on the couch. But before I could even get to the couch, I passed out and just oh, fell. And crap. so she took, she took me to the hospital or whatever, and I got checked out and stuff, and they told me I had a really bad concussion. Well... I was out for like three weeks, I think, without contact. And I tried explaining this to people, but nobody really understands. At that time, we were – my first game back was – it was against Freedom, but I played for maybe, I think, a quarter because they wanted to slow me in because they didn't want me to get hurt again because we played yeah. Quip. Yeah. And we played we played Quip that senior, my senior year, and that was like my real first game. And most people – like, I play, I play guard here, but I was getting recruited – to play offensive tackle. Yeah. But Virginia, I was at their camp and I was playing I was playing tackle doing well, but then we were doing drills where we had to act as like the defensive guys. And the head coach uh Bronco Mendenhall, he looked at me and he goes, uh, hey, what's your name? I said, I'm Bryce Framer. He's like, Hey Bryce, nice to meet you. Um, I want you to play defense for us today. I'm like, okay. I was like, I really never played defense in high school either until like my senior year. And I was like, all right, like, I'll do whatever you say, because you're the head coach, you know, yeah. I'm down here trying to get an offer. And uh, Coach Beck, the quarterback coach actually came to see me a few months prior to that. And he told me I was about this close to getting an offer as an offensive tackle. He said he just wants me to see me in person and stuff like that and get to know me a little bit more before that. So I was like, okay. And then all that happened. And then they pulled me aside and said that I got an offer. They brought me up to the head coach's office and let me like, signed a document saying that like if I committed there I would like stop I would be 100% committed to them I would stop you know messaging other coaches and teams and say I have an all I'm committing to Virginia and stuff like that so I was like I'll think about it so then in the car on the way back um I looked I looked at my mom and I'm like you know I might commit there and she looked at me and goes, you dumbass. We were just there. Why didn't you commit right there on the spot? And I, was like, I was like, I don't know. I was just thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I could see myself here. Like after, yeah. after I was already gone, because then 
they took us on a tour of the campus and uh Charlottesville where it is it's almost like Beaver honestly and like it's like a small town but obviously like there's like restaurants and shops downtown that's literally right there next to the campus and uh yeah it was it was a cool place I liked everything I liked the environment and stuff like that um so then yeah after my concussion I came back and played against Quip well it was not my best game you know first time first time hitting in over a year almost and it's against Quip. Yeah, Quip's a very physical team. Yeah, yeah. And it when I my senior year, they had um they had two kids that were pretty good. They had uh Sullivan Moreland, who's at Ball State. Uh I'd actually play him this year. Yeah. Um and then uh Dejor Fisher. He was at he's at IUP, I think he is. I think so. So they were they were two physical dudes, stuff like that, and they were just beating on me the entire game like I'm not joking you I like I don't say I usually got my I got thrown around but yeah they threw me around pretty good that hey game. listen that's how quip is because <laughs> like because like I always love like, playing playing quip is like playing at most a d2 school oh yeah because those big boys I, are just built different I'll never forget my favorite story about quip was when they had Casey on pew running the ball I was a sophomore, so I'm still 245 pounds. But instead, they had bigger offensive linemen than they had my senior and my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. I remember Alex Neely had an offsides. He jumped the ball or whatever, and Donnie got pissed. So he's like, Ray, we're going. I'm like, all right. I never played defense before. Before that moment, all of a sudden, there's a false start call on one of the offensive linemen. I'm getting – I was free. They were running a they were running a counter. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I see two big ass dudes <laughs> running at me that are three hundred and fifteen pounds plus, running at me full speed. I, you know, I'm a sophomore. These are two senior offensive linemen, and Casey on Pew's running right behind him. I'm like, I'm so happy that was a false start because I probably would have yeah. got killed. She's <laughs> just like, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, I thought in my, I thought I was. You're writing your obituary in your head, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then they called uh, they called Alex Neely back on the field, and I'm like, oh, I actually came out of the game thinking to myself, you know, I'm actually kind of happy that was a false start because I was about to get killed. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get back. We got off track a little bit, but let's get back to yeah. what, what was the decommitting process like? So um, after that, he saw me getting – they saw me getting destroyed or whatever against Quip, and um, he called me up, and he was like, uh, hey, Bryce, how you doing? And stuff. So I didn't tell him I had a concussion. Yes, which they didn't is probably know. very dumb of my point. So he's like, like, where's your game film and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, I only have like one game of film or whatever. So he's like, send it to me. And I'm like, all right. So I sent it to him and he evaluated it. And he's like, you know, like we was, – I was, I was ranked as a three-star, if, yeah. if that matters. But apparently it matters to coaches at that power five level, you know, just to make sure, you know, see who we're getting and stuff like that. But I'll get back to that. And they, they told me that I just – after that game of thumb, they didn't – honestly, they really said, I, we don't want you anymore. And I'm like, you know, wow. I'm a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid. I'm like, damn, like my entire future is right there. I had a full scholarship, and then it's gone. And it was it was heartbreaking, you know. It was just like, you know, like I couldn't even, like, hey, say, like, can I have another game to, like, show you, like, I'm actually a good player. I just had one bad game against – like, one of the top teams in the state every single year and stuff like that. And they're like, no, like we're moving on. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Well, 
later I found out that they had um, their top, they had their top recruiter that they wanted their, um, he was a kid from Florida. He was a four and a half star defensive tackle, true defensive tackle. Um, who later, we actually played them my freshman year, uh, Virginia here at OU. They beat us by two touchdowns, but uh, yeah, he was, he was an animal. He was, he's in my class as well. He was six two, three thirty, I think it was. And he had offers from everywhere, but he chose uh, UVA. So I honestly think that was the real reason why. I mean, they had one game of film on me and kind of told me that I wasn't good enough off one game. And I think it still was because of that, yeah. that guy. But, I mean, you never know. Um, yeah, so. So it was how, did you, how did you end up choosing OU? So after that, um, when I committed to UVA, there were a few schools, Eastern Kentucky, Bucknell, um, that I was looking at. And those were the two that I was really looking at. And then I had a, I had like a uh, preferred walk-on spot from Penn State and stuff like that. They said, um, you can, we don't have any scholarship opportunities here for the rest of class 2018, but if you come here, we'll give you four out of five years from scholarship. And I didn't, I was thinking about it, but then I was like, you know, I have so many other places that I can go division one with a full scholarship and not have to worry about paying at all. So that's the way I was looking at it. But uh, I was thinking about them considering it. And, uh, yeah, they were the only schools I had in contact after the UVA decommitment. It was in about September when it happened. And this was the first year of the early uh, signing period in December. And I had, what, September, October, November, December, about three and a half months to figure out where I would go to play football. Yeah. So then I called up all the do- – all the different schools from Division One AA to Division One to Division Two, they all said we're full. So I'm like, crap! I don't have nowhere to go right now. But I was sticking Bucknell and uh, Eastern Kentucky, the only people that had a spot available. So I went both places and tried to figure out where I wanted to go. And then uh, I was sitting there playing video games one day in November. I think, I think it was about a week and a half before Thanksgiving or something like that. And I had a random phone call. Well, at the time, you know, there's solicitors and all those people trying to call your phone and all this crap, telemarketers. And it was just a random 740 number. And that's the area code down here in Athens. And I had no clue. It just said Athens, Ohio. And I was trying to get in contact with OU the whole time during recruiting. Didn't hear a single thing. So I was like, we'll throw them out. Um, So then I picked up the phone or whatever. I was playing video games. And it was uh, Coach Solich, uh, the head coach. And I, he's like, hey, hey, Bryce, how you doing? I'm Coach Solich, the head coach of the Ohio Bobcats. Instantly took my controller, turned it off, and yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to focus right now. And um, we were just talking, and he's like, we really want to, we really want to come see you and stuff like that. So then they put the offensive line coach, uh, Coach Johnson, on the phone, and he just, he said to me, he goes, you know, I'm gonna drop all my recruiting plans for the next 2021. I mean. Uh, 2019 guys and I'm going to come see you so the next oh, day wow. yeah it was it was pretty intense and then um, I think I remember what class I was in but all of a sudden I got a I got a call from coach belts and he was like hey come down to my office right now coach Johnson's in my office from OU and I'm like okay like I'll come down so I met him and coach Johnson's like I'm gonna be in Beaver just checking out things because then he's like I'm gonna give you a full scholarship offer and uh, I want to come meet your family and see where you work out. 
and oh, it was God. just it was all just happened within like 24 hours i got a phone now, call this man, there, it seems like this man really wanted you like he knew you he knew you committed somewhere else and like he saw you were available he's like we need this guy oh he, <laughs> he i don't know what it was but it felt like i was like jumped on because i got no, i'm not joking you i think it was like i think it was a 15 hour time from a phone call to a drive just coming to see me giving me a full scholarship offer it was crazy. it was a cool experience because after I did that i i thought that that's where the place that i wanted to be and then uh ball state they were in contact with me as well and they said to me they're like we want to have you down for an official visit um that was the week before signing signing day in december they're like we want you to come in on a uh an official visit stay here get to know the team and stuff like that well ou was the week before that mm-hmm. And um, the, he was talking, Coach Johnson was talking about that at dinner with my family and stuff like that um, and everything. He's like, we want you to come down and see the campus and meet the team and all this different types of stuff and show us what we're all about. So I was like, all right, like I'll go down to OU, then Ball State, then pick between OU, Ball State, Bucknell, Eastern Kentucky for early signing day. Well, by the time I got to OU, it was, um, we, got, we got dinner and stuff. Um, and then we just hung out with, I hung out with the team and stuff like that. And they took me out and it was, it was a blast. It was the most fun I've ever had. Like, it was so nice. And, um, I had a host, his name was uh, big red and his name was big red for a reason. He was, every team has a big red. I swear to God. Oh, he was, <laughs> I think he was six, eight, 310 pounds. I want to say he's big left tackle. He, uh, he actually just got drafted by the Jaguars. Um, well, not drafted, but he's an undrafted free agent for the Jaguars now and stuff like that. And I think he's won a camp now. So, yeah, that's fucked him. But, uh, yeah, he's my host. And he was, like, my quote-unquote big brother when he was here and stuff. So, he showed me a good time and everything. And I was with the coaches all day Saturday. Um, and they showed me around the campus, showed me all the, like, new weight room and stuff that we were about to have and, the new locker rooms that we have and all this type of stuff in the facilities, campus, everything. I thought it was beautiful. So I don't know if you've been to Athens or not, but again, between UVA, Athens and Beaver, it's like all the same, but instead of in Beaver, you know how we have the mom and pop shops, restaurants, that type of stuff. Excuse me. Well, in Athens, you have those few stores, but then it's just a street left and right of just bars yeah <laughs> i think there's like 20 i think there's like 20 25 bars i think down here and it, it's just all on a one long strip and it's so, so cool are you of age yet are you able to get in the bars no not yet no. sadly no. so i want to get into something so you're at ou oh. ou is to what i know ou is famous for the halloween parties okay is that true and if so What's your experience with the Halloween parties? Well, okay. So as a person that goes to OU, I really don't like Halloween that much. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't like the Halloween parties here because, well, for the past three to four years, they've really cracked down on things. And, like, we have, like, Columbus and, like, huge police forces and, like, not SWAT teams, but, like, higher up people. Like, they come down here and crack down on you so bad and stuff like that. And, Honestly, I think it was because you heard about the kid that got electrocuted uh, opening weekend down here, right? No. No, this kid at a party was climbing in a telephone pole, and he grabbed onto one of the wires. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So they are cracking down on the partying and stuff like that down here. But the problem is, is so many people come here from out of OU. Like Ohio State people come down here and every college around here, Marietta, stuff like that. And everybody comes down here. And you look around left and right, all the bars are just completely packed and everything like that, just up and down the street. There's They close down the main street because there are so many people. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And the funny thing, and the funny thing is, is the majority of people aren't even OU students. And that's why you don't like it because you, you usually look to your left, right? You see your buddies, but then all of a sudden on Halloween, you look to your left and right, they're just random people. And you're like, mm-hmm. who are you? And they tell you, oh, like, oh, I'm from – I'm from Arizona University. I'm like, okay. It's like, why'd like, you come here I, from Arizona? <laughs> yeah, like, like, what are you doing? But hey, you guys have a reputation. You gotta, you gotta hold up to it, you know. Yeah, we try. They usually have like concerts and stuff here yeah. on the main street and stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. There's a bunch of house parties and different things, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But I mean, yeah. it's it's no different for me than a than a weekend, you know. So gotcha. Now let's get back to the football. What's it like playing in the MAC conference? You know, the Mac, awesome. I was going to say, the MAC has, like, a stigma, or I don't know how you want to put it, but it's my favorite kind of football because it's just I, – I don't want to say dumb, but it's, like, dumb things happen that make it entertain, entertaining. Like, I was watching a game. I don't know if you guys were in this game. I think it might have been Eastern Michigan. But this dude punted the ball, and the ball ended up going backwards. <laughs> It's what, like, stuff like that happens all the time, and it's the most entertaining thing on television on a Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. So what, what's it like as a player playing in this, the most entertaining conference in college football? Let me tell you, Maxion, it's a different it's – it's, it's a different animal, you yeah. know. Because I remember we played – I don't remember who it was, but our right guard, Hagen Mazzurvi, and that we literally designed a play so he could do this. And it was, it was supposed to be – he was supposed to be a dummy. He lined out at receiver, and he did a cartwheel. Did you, do you remember ever I seeing saw that? that. <laughs> yes, yes. And he, we literally did that on purpose so we could distract the team. And, I mean, it really didn't work, but, I mean, it looked good for Hagen. He at least did a good cartwheel, you know. Hey, man, that, most entertaining then, uh, conference in college football. I love it. <laughs> and then uh, Mike, Michael Farkas, when we played against Kent State, when he – it was considered the – best onside kick ever and it's when he kicked it and it hit off the front kid of uh kent state's helmet and we recovered it and he looked at, he said he's like i just tried kicking it tried kicking it forward and he just happened to be right in the way so i just kicked yeah. it in the head, you know and just like it's just it's so much fun you know because usually you're seeing like big teams playing monday or saturday nights and stuff but like during the week it's like our time you know because yeah. we don't get the we don't get TV time over Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, those type of teams. But like you said, there's nothing else to watch on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. All you see is the Mac, yep. Mac football, and it's just it's cool, you know, because you see the cameras and stuff like ESPN and stuff that you really never see. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a cool experience for everybody and stuff. So it's nice, and then especially especially when the uh, university gets into it and stuff like that, like. Uh, we had a blackout game uh, for against Miami. Mm-hmm. My, Miami down here is our biggest rival. We hate Miami. Oh, They're, hey. Hate I like Miami. Well, nobody likes Miami. My fraternity okay, was founded at Miami. Okay, <laughs> the only okay the only thing good about Miami of Ohio is that Big Ben came from there. That was it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else about Miami of Ohio is positive. But, 
but yeah, so we we were playing and it was a sellout crowd. Um, there were I think our stadium holds around twenty six, twenty seven thousand, mm-hmm. and there's like obviously people can stand and stuff, and we have like a hill that people sit on and everything like uh, on one side of the field goal post, and we were offering free tuition at halftime or the end of the third quarter or something okay. for like it was like. Uh, if you it was a one winner it was like free tuition for like two years or something like that and uh so yeah everybody wanted to go to the game because during the week you know it's on espn not a lot of people like to go to the games because especially it's in october november and it's cold yeah so some people are just like you know i'd rather just watch it on tv while i study and stuff like that but it had everybody going and let me tell you this that game against miami that was the best experience and best environment that I've ever been a part of. And it was so cool. Nice. Now, you speaking know? of it, a great environment, what about the Idaho Potato Bowl? You guys oh, just won that this past year. Oh, that was so much fun. Uh, just, hang, I mean, hanging out with the team, uh, being in Boise to going down the uh, a ski resort. It was just, it was fun. Um, the actual game itself, it was exciting because we were dominating them the whole game. But then they started to come back a little bit and we kind of got scared, but. But now we ended up pulling out the win, and we just got our bull rings and stuff like that. You got it with you? Um, show I that puppy I mean, off. I, go, I mean, I can go grab it real quick. You got to show that off. You got to. All right, I'll, all right, I'll go grab it real quick. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so what it is is it has on one side it has your it has your uh, last name. Yeah. Your number with the maximum, of course. There you go. <laughs> and then on the side, it has the uh, the score. And then our name and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, it doesn't have, like, I wish I had flash on Zoom. So I could show you, but, yeah, it's pretty cool, you know. There it is. That's dope. Now, yeah. let's do that. Like, hold, hold it to the side. I want to see. It does? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's fun. Ring light. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I mean it was nice. We just got them, I'd say I'd say probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I mean there's a lot of rings they gotta make, so it yeah. takes a while. No, because I think we got our we got couple rings. I'm gonna say in June. And we played that game in December. So it took yeah, it's wow. forever to get the rings in. So yeah, I had a feeling you might have yours. I mean, LSU's got theirs. Obviously, they're on the top of the list. But <laughs> I wish I had one like that one. But I mean, hey, this one will work. I love it. Hey, you cherish two, that. Hey, it's number two of the collection. So hope, hoping to get at least three to four more while I'm here. There you go, man. All right. Well, coming up, like you guys have an unprecedented season. You're gonna have to deal with the coronavirus and everything. How is your team preparing for that? Um, honestly, um, as a unit uh, on the offensive line, um, Coach Rudolph, that's now my offensive line coach here, he he's really trying to get every single guy from first string, from left tackle to the fourth string right tackle. They're trying to get us all ready to play so they, in case somebody on the first string or second string they get the coronavirus and they're out for two weeks. You get immediately bumped up in the depth chart to fill in that spot. So he's trying to get everybody ready. 
Basically, um, everybody's got to be a starter. Yes, everybody's got to know how to play um, different positions. Like he said, there are some guys that need to know all five positions on the line. But for me, um, I play guard, center, and guard. So he's telling me to stay mostly strictly at guard, but he said if he needs me at center, I need to be ready to learn how to play center. Yeah. And I don't know, you played guard in high school, right? No, I played guard in college. I played tackle in high school. Got you. I was going to say because you know, you know at the college level that the center – the center at the college visit at the college level is not easy to play. Not at all. It is not easy at all. So throughout throughout the entire time, um, over the coronavirus, like January, February, March, April, stuff like that, when we were all sent home, he was getting us ready and he was making us watch film every day. He would send us like a 40-minute video and we'd have questions um on it to make sure we were watching it and stuff like that and make sure we were getting enough out of it. Yeah. And stuff. So he was really getting us ready there. Um, right now, our day-to-day life is everything that we do, it has to be with a mask on. You know, because, like, imagine, imagine like, working out, lifting weights and stuff like that, wearing a mask. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks, but, I mean, we got to do it. And they're doing a really good job with everything and stuff like that. And we just started doing – we just started the walkthrough process and everything. They're allowing us to do about two weeks – the three weeks of walkthroughs before we get into like hitting and stuff like that. So that's why camp doesn't start technically till August 13th, 14th, but usually it would be starting. Whew, I'd say August 1st is when it usually starts. Yeah. Like right there at the end of July, early August is usually when camp starts and stuff. But now because of the coronavirus, we were home for that, that long. So we really didn't, we, we usually have about a week. Um, between training and fall camp that we get to go home but um that would be this week honestly and they they decided that we we don't get to go home because i mean we had so much time at home as it is yeah so they want they want to keep everybody here to make sure that we stay as safe as possible you know because you we don't want to we're around so many people during the day we don't want to go branch off and go like go give it to somebody at home and bring it to your house or vice versa we don't want somebody at the house at home to bring it back to athens with us so then Mm -hmm. we could cause the entire team to be infected with it, you know? So yeah. it's just, it's a tough situation, but I feel like our entire team from players to coaches to athletic training to the strength coaches to the equipment guys, everybody's doing as much as they can with it to make sure that we stay safe. Yeah. All right. Well, to wrap this up, I got one more big question for you. Yeah. Is the NFL in the picture for you? I know you're still young at your career in OU, but do you think you can make it? My my dream is to play in the NFL. Yes. Um, it is every college kid's dream, you know, every college football player's dream, even high school and stuff like that. It's, oh, I want to go to the NFL. It's a very long dream that can be accomplished at where I'm at. Uh, obviously, it's very hard to be recognized. Um to go to the NFL and stuff like that in the MAC conference because there have been a lot of there's been a lot of hate towards the MAC, you know, and stuff like that throughout the years, and it's been worse going on and on because you figure like the Steelers love MAC players. You figure yeah. Deontay Johnson second round, yep. you know, he's from Toledo, he's an animal, and stuff like that. And there's a lot of underrated players from the MAC, and um, I feel like where I am, I feel like I could get there. Um, I have the tools and stuff like that, but now it just depends on, A, how my body is, 
Um, because my body gets beat up every year and stuff like that. And you never know what injury you could have and stuff like that. That and then B just depends honestly on how I develop as a football player. Because right now, um, I don't I don't start. I'm second string left guard right now. Um, obviously second second string you don't play. So I mean you just got to jump that step and be the first string guy. Um, but there were there's talks among offensive linemen that they think that I will be. I'll be in the rotation this year and playing and stuff like that this year. So, I mean, it's a start, whether it's just on field goal or playing, actually, it doesn't, it doesn't matter for me. Um, I just feel like in the, not, well, not this year, but the next year especially will be a huge year. Um, just, I feel like it's going to be a great opportunity for me. And if I end up doing really well in that opportunity, then yeah, I hope to go to the NFL. All right, man. Well, once, once you get signed to a team, we'll have you back on. Hey, I'd love to be. I'd love to be there. Hopefully, hopefully it's the Steelers. You know. Yeah. That'd be that'd be that'd be nice. You know. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Bryce. Um, and we'll talk to you in what two years when you play for the Steelers. That's right. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Cody. Take care. You too, man.